Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and we're coming at you with a myriad of topics today. Yes, yes. Word of the day. Um, just so that I can have our outline set so that in case I inevitably forget, we know what we're going to talk about. We're yes. going to talk about the return of NCAA football to video games. We're yep. going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game weekend and whether or not that is happening, should happen, what we think about it happening. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about MLB's inability to agree on a universal DH, the size of the playoffs, or when, yeah. whether to start the season at all. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And finally, we'll give our Super Bowl picks. So, all right. Matt, oh, and, and a little, uh, little ASU offensive line, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot our, the primary See, topic today. You forgot already as you were running him down. Yes, yes. Uh, so ASU's offensive line coach, let's start there. Okay. We get a super old guy from Syracuse, and yeah. we don't get either of the two guys coaching the offensive line for the Colts next season. I <laughs> know, <laughs> weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the uh, Clayton Adams story was, uh, uh, you know, one of those weird ones that happens, and, and uh, you know, I... I I mean, I I guess I should have looked into this more. You know, I know that the Colts have lost some offensive coaches because Sirianni got the head coaching job in Philly. Did that play a role? Like, did Adams end up getting the offensive line coach job because the other guy left, or or did he just go back for the exact same job? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. We're not a a news-gathering podcast. We're an observational as much the Indianapolis Colts maybe as I used to. Um, I mean, I, I still, you know, keep a, a decent eye on every team, but I don't, I don't follow every coaching staff. Uh, and then maybe they haven't even said yet, to be honest. I mean, some teams see, you know, that word comes out, but not official word for a while. So, um, but yeah, he goes back to the Colts after agreeing to the deal. And Howler wrote a really good story about all his previous stops. And I read it, you know, word it was one of the, one of the stories that I read, you know, like cover to cover, basically. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm into this guy. And then the next day, he's gone. Well, and, and when we signed him, everyone's like, well, what about Malai? And, and how's like, yeah. Malai is no longer with the program. And right. then, and then it turns out we lose this guy, and it's like, oh, so are we going to go get Malai? No, right. we're not going to go Very get Malai. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange. Now, I texted you yesterday when the news came out that Malai – you know, is, is taking an assistant offensive line coach job with the Colts. And, you know, the, the optimist in me says, hey, maybe he just didn't really, maybe he didn't really love some of the elements of college coaching. It's certainly different. We've talked about that before. I don't think it's any mystery that in college coaching, you got to, you got to recruit. You got to, you know, you got to get on the road. You got to go into 16 and 17 year old kids living rooms and, 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 and not just living rooms, but, you know, talk to them on Twitter and, Facebook and all the other social media. You, you know, gotta like the sense. posts. You gotta yeah, like the you know, posts. Stuff. And, and, and I can see a guy like Mawai who's been, you know, God, he was what, a 15 year or so guy in the NFL. Hall of Famer. Um, Hall of Famer. I could see him thinking, you know, like, I love coaching, but I don't love that element. Um, and, and if that's the case, I would totally get it. I, it just, it seems like that's a story that would, we'd hear that. Well, you know, an, like, and that that's a story that doesn't make anyone look bad or or have ill will you don't need him to be unhappy to decide you know right. i think i my style and my interest better fit the program great just a mutual sort of thing like hey you know uh you 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 know like her, you know he puts out a statement you know herm really values recruiting and he's doing a great job at it and he's hiring a staff and it's just you know I, my thought is i wanted to go into more of the x's and o's type of thing or get that out to doug howler but we haven't heard any of that, and so what that always leaves is people like you and me and dedicated fans of a program guessing and wondering, did something go wrong? I mean, they seem joined at the hip, and, you know, I mean, Herm was there for his Hall of Fame induction, and he singled him out in the speech, and it was like, you know, a, a fait accompli that he was going to take over for Dave Christensen, and then not only does he not take over, but now he's, you know, coached somewhere else, and it's just, it's odd. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of interesting developments with ASU and the football program. Like, for example, Bobby Wade, the former U of A receiver, is on the staff. I didn't know he was a grad assistant. Did you? Was, oh, I didn't know that either. He was a no. volunteer last year. He was on the ASU sidelines in Tucson for wow. the route. 
Wow. Um, wow. No, I didn't and, know that. And but, so he's replacing you know, we played, Brenneman. We played so few games and there were no fans in the stands that, you know, it's an easy one, I guess, to uh, slip by. But he's replacing who? Uh, Brenneman, when he got promoted to be oh, the okay. tight ends coach, okay. he's the new grad assistant. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. Uh, wow. And okay. then uh, I think we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't. Uh, is that the right word? Did I just make up? That's the right word. That is no, the right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, Something you is amiss. I right. would be yeah. remiss if we yeah. didn't talk about uh, Ray Ray turning down the Pac-12 commissioner yeah. job. Apparently, according to him, if he was ever offered it, right? <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But instead, collecting a, a nice six-figure pay raise to stay on yeah, his AD, and he managed to get. Salary and contract extensions for CTT, which is great, right. and Tracy Smith, yeah. which is undeserved. So that's no, fantastic. I agree. I agree. Yeah, the Ray Anderson. Like, I mean, I know these things. They're kind of they're just expected. You know, either either a guy gets fired or he gets a contract extension. And um, you know, and I I think Ray's done a pretty good job here. I wouldn't, you know, if I if I had to evaluate him as of today, I'd say uh, B B minus. You know. Um, with the, with the potential to go up if the football program actually produces the results we think they can. Yeah. Um, or if the but, basketball you know, team plays like they did for the last two games for the for rest the last, of yeah, the year. More consistently and, and does it next year. And yeah, I mean, you know, the basketball program has kind of plateaued a bit as we talked about at length last week. And, and um, you know, football looks like it's on the rise. And so there's a chance that gets better. But right now, I, I mean, you know, like I said, if I had to grade it right now, I'd say that. But more, more honestly, you know, you say it's incomplete. Yeah. Um, he was brought in to do certain jobs and or, and really put himself on the table for football with the Todd Graham, you know, dismissal and all the things he said in that press conference the day he fired Todd Graham. And, you know, we haven't yet seen the conclusion to that project. Um, hopefully 2021 will give us a whole lot more to evaluate that, but we're not there yet. But yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think I texted you. I'm pretty sure I did. You know, him saying I'm not a candidate for the Pac-12, you know, commissioner job. I thought, you know, is this a little bit like when Michael Scott interviewed in New York and they told him he wasn't going to get it, and then he said, "I'm withdrawing from consideration." Like, uh, yeah. okay. Um, well, but, I think know, my response to you sure. was that I'm also not right. <laughs> going to right, be a candidate know, I mean, for that Pac-12 commissioner I mean, job. He right might now. have had a shot. He, he certainly. You know, here's what I mean. Now we don't know how much of this was Larry Scott, and you know, but he was a a voice, a strong voice in in all of the stuff that happened this past fall with both the you know cancellation of the fall season and then the return of the fall season. Um, you know, he was one of the, the you know people that was really out there in, this, in the press conferences and all that. So uh, obviously, he's you know well thought of in the Pac-12. Um, well, and also let's be know. frank. The the same thing you said about him coming to ASU and, and making football sort of his calling card. Sure. I I would entertain an argument that that is exactly what the conference needs to do with the commission hire is, yeah. you know, pick somebody who's going to be football savvy because football that's going to be the, that's going to be the draw for the PAC 12 network. And yeah. that's going to be the draw for fans is yeah, a good, you know, football. I agree. Conference. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, and I think I think that's something you know, just kind of big picture when you look at college sports now, and and maybe this is a smooth segue into talking about the video game in a way. Um, you know, like we've we have always talked about football and basketball, football and basketball, and I think over the last you know decade or so, football has moved far ahead of basketball in general in how college sports are viewed. College basketball is a big deal for about one month a year, and that's you know mid March to early April. Um, and, and other than that, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Whereas college football is is marquee big business. You know, even in the spring when they're far away from their season. Uh, you know, yesterday signing day. You know, college football's on on the front page about Alabama and all that. You know, so uh, football is is the money maker. And and certainly, I agree with you. That, you know, for the Pac-12, that's what you that's what you need to improve first and foremost to get the the league back in the in the traction and competition with the the Big Tens, and the SECs. Now, if it was like NCAA football, the video game, you and I could make the Pac-12 dominant, and we could, and we could we also just poach other teams and make the Pac-12 right. 
include <laughs> Texas and Michigan and Notre Dame. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes, we could. Uh, but yeah, it's not going to be that easy in real life. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's certainly something that I think is, you know, it's tough. I mean, you know, the commissioner. As I mean, we were talking about Larry Scott, and like I said, this, you know, it's not his fault. USC has become a mediocre program. Um, and so the commissioner can't come in and immediately say, okay, USC, you're back to 2005 level, um, you know, but, but you got to get, you got to get your marquee programs, your USC's, your Oregon's, you know, uh, well, you need to start it, it, what you can do and what the, what he, the next commissioner needs to start doing is lobbying for primetime games somehow. Yes. And I don't necessarily yes. mean primetime, like, seven o'clock Eastern because college sure. football primetime could easily be the noon game on Fox or the three right. thirty game on CBS. Right. But you need right. someone in a position to lobby to get your conference into that deal. More marquee spot. Yeah. I mean, I always go back to when we were in college and, and, you know, it was regional at the time, which of course doesn't happen anymore, but um, you know, the pac 10 always had a game, ABC at, at you know twelve thirty or one thirty, depending on the time of year here, um, and most of the time it was SC. Sometimes it was Oregon. You know, I mean, but but you you had that window, and yeah, it was regional, so you you know the East Coast might get an ACC game at the same time, but you were still getting into that area. And again, regional broadcasts are out the window now. So if you could get on to CBS, which is prime territory with them losing the SEC, I think it'd be fantastic. I well, mean, and the know, other get, thing get is, yourself a marquee spot. You could cut a deal, like you. Let Let's be honest. We can't command SEC money, but maybe no. CBS doesn't want to pay SEC money for that spot. I don't spot. think they do. I mean, I think that's why they lost the SEC. Quite honestly, you know, like they had the right to, they had right of first, you know, first refusal, and they said, eh, eh you know, so. So, I mean, I think, you know, that they're not going to want to have nothing. But, no, I don't think they wanted to pay the SEC as much just for one game, uh, which is what they got. You know, they didn't, they didn't get games on CBS Sports Network or any of that stuff. You know, so it didn't really make sense for them. But, yeah, I mean, if, if we can make a deal with the Pac-12, you know, Pac one, one game a week that's on at, you know, 3.30 Eastern. One game a week in the conference genius. title game? Are you kidding yes. me? Yes, yes, agreed, yeah, yeah, so – I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting hire, um, but I I do think uh, you're. I agree with you that you know, football has to carry the day because it it is the marquee college sport right now. And and, and you know, if you're running the race, you know, to a hundred yard dash, uh, you know, football is at the is at ninety yards, and basketball is about fifty, and everything else is at about twenty. So you know, you got to get football on on a good track and just more more relevant i mean it's it's bad when kirk herbstreet i know we've discussed kirk herbstreet i know you're not the biggest fan of his and quite honestly i'm not a huge fan but it's bad when he's on college game day and saying you know the pac-12 is less relevant than the american conference that's bad and it's also not wrong that's no i mean (laughs) exactly you know like it's he's probably not wrong but that needs to change, and and uh, you know, no insult to the American. They they play good football. They have good programs, but um, you but, know, but we should be better. We should be better. Yes, you know. I mean, you look at you look at the TV deals, and and everybody points to that as the reason why we can't keep up with the SEC and Big Ten, and that's a fair thing to say. But the Pac-12 TV deal dwarfs the Americans. Absolutely dwarfs it. So you know, if that's if money is the object, and I think it is. There's no excuse for us to be less relevant and have less national powers than the American Conference. Agreed. Uh, speaking of college football, the return of EA Sports to college athletics for their games. Um, we're, we're not going to have player names. We're not going to have name image likeness unless that gets worked out either by the right. NCAA or by the states and, and federal governments to right. just force right. it to happen. But we are going to get at least 100 schools signed on to this deal. Yeah. And that's yeah. big, you know, because you know somebody's going to sell you the rosters. Somebody's going to sit there and do all the updates and, and you know, you sure. do it once sure. and you sell a thousand copies of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a cool thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I have, you know, I haven't played football video games in a while. Uh, I've played Madden the last few years. I know. You know, people love to complain about what's become of Madden. 
uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's really legit or if it's just that we're in a, an era where people just love to complain about anything and everything. Uh, I think sometimes people would complain about a free steak dinner, um, you know, but, uh, um, you know, if the, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, let's say that. I think that's how I worded it to you in text. Like, uh, it's exciting. I love NCAA football. It, it and Tiger Woods golf were my favorite games, and that the, the fact that neither one exists anymore is a big reason why I haven't played a lot of video games lately. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for it, but I want to see what it's like. Do they have all the schools? Do they have the bowl games? If, you know, do they have the college football playoff licensing? Um, you know, it's got to be authentic. Uh, you know, it can't be a, you know, and, and it's a big step that they've said they're getting the schools. Cause that was my first thought. I was like, okay, this, this can't be, you know, like East West state versus, yeah. you know, Chicago Metro. Like, uh, no, no. I mean, if we're going to do it, you got to do it right. Like the old, uh, Ryan Sandberg bases loaded where it was <laughs> yeah. like the H's taking on <laughs> the A's. Exactly. And it's yes, like, do you yes, mean, I mean the Houston Astros and the Oakland A's? No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't mean right. that. Right. You've got to have the licensing. And you're right. The, the rosters can be made. Um, but obviously it would be fantastic for, I think, everybody involved if they, you know, could work this out. And they, I mean, I read this is two to three years away from being out. So it's not coming. I mean, you know, the, the, the reactions are like, oh, who's going to be on the cover this fall? There's not going to be a game this fall. Um, you know, but if hopefully by then they have a way to get the players because, man, I mean, that would be fantastic, you know. Put put. Uh, I mean, these guys won't be in college anymore. Obviously, some of them are already out. But you know, let me get a game where I can play as Justin Fields with Ohio State, throwing to Chris Olave. I'm like, okay, I'm in. That might convince me to get a new, you know, PlayStation and buy the game. I don't know if I'm going to do it if it's just like, oh yeah, you got to make your own roster. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is it really worth it? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I think that this is indicative and probably an indictment of the culture that they make this announcement. And the first thing I see is ESPN saying, what other game should we rerun? And it's like, <laughs> I saw that I, too. What? What? Yeah. Like, we can't we celebrate. The next th- thing. It, it, we can't even celebrate this for a second before yeah, we talk about I NFL know. street. Like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it goes right along with the, you know, well, if the chiefs win the super bowl, can Mahomes win six super bowls to catch Brady? Like the, Man, let's just slow down. He's got one right now. If he wins this one, he's got two. It's hard to get back and win a whole bunch more. Yeah, uh, you know. But yeah, we're always we're always on to the next thing. What what's next? And uh, you know, but but yeah, I have a feeling, you know, and I don't want this to be the case, but I just have this feeling that the excitement of a couple days ago's announcement is going to be met with a lot of like, oh, this is it when the game comes out. Now, if they have the players, if we got to that point by that time where. You could do, you know, some, and you got to do group licensing. You just have, like, you can't have individual deals. That's yeah. a nightmare. And EA is not going to go down that road. They're not going to say, you know, well, we'll negotiate with you, Trevor Lawrence, but you know, you will have none of your teammates. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, man, you gotta, you gotta give me authentic. You gotta, you gotta do it right if you're going to do it. And and so, in some ways, I'm kind of glad that they said it's going to take two to three years. Like, don't rush it out there. Don't force it. And, and do a, you know, a half-hearted job. Like, you know, hopefully do it right. Hopefully by that time you can you can pay the players, you know. And, and again, it's, I mean, I don't think, you you know, you, you can speak to the legal side maybe more than me, but this shouldn't be that complicated. You do a group licensing deal, every player gets the same amount. I mean, for a video game, that's not, that's not a bad thing. Every player gets a slice of the pie. Well, you can look at MLB or the NBA or right. Madden, They'll form a players association. Right, that association right. will negotiate the deal. Then everyone sure. will get paid out of the deal that gets negotiated. And yeah, that, yeah. you know, are they going to get the same amount? Like no. And look, you can opt out of the union. Barry Bonds, you, you know, refused you to participate in that aspect, sure, I recall. Sure. Um, he did. He did. Jordan, you know, Jordan was famously, not in the NBAPA. Yeah. Roster uh, player. Roster player 23. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, I had all those NBA live games back in the nineties. I loved that game. And yeah, it was always roster player for the bulls who was really, really good and was bald and or 23. Like, Hey, that looks like Michael Jordan. No, but it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could now I, I agree. I mean, I've heard this point raised like, co- first of all, college kids love video games. 
And for the for ninety five percent of college athletes, they're gonna love having you know they they'll take they'll take twenty dollars. They'll take a free game. In a video game. Yeah. Give you them know, the like, game, and they'll yeah. they'll do the deal. Give them the game, and oh my god, you know I can go home with my boys, and, and look at me, I'm I'm in the video game. I'm left tackle number seventy eight. Even if it doesn't have the names, which it probably would at that point. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you know college kids loved that back then when the game used to exist, you know. I, so, I mean, I don't think this is hard. Now, will you have, could you potentially have a, a superstar or two that says, you know, hey, I'm not going to do this. I think, you know, you could. But in college, you know, guys come and go in three or four years anyway. So, yeah. let's say you've got a superstar quarterback who says, I'm not going to do it. And you just create the generic player to fill in for him and then, He's going to be moving on to the NFL soon enough anyway. Well, and the other thing is, if you get to that point, especially now where you can edit the rosters and do things, sure. people can just type in their name. Exactly. You know? I mean, I used to do it. I used to do it. I would I would get the Sporting News, you know, college football magazine every year, and I would, you know, I'd get the game in August, and I would spend hours in August and September naming players just going through roster going through florida state going through arizona state going through and you know doing all the starting quarterbacks and i mean it was it was a great way to kill time and it was fun and then i could play the game with with vince young my quarterback number 10 for texas was named v young it was awesome i loved it uh you know and i i'd be willing to put in the effort if i had to do that but even better if they would just get with the names on there and the guys could get paid for their likeness i mean well do and I then think you it was sync, right? then when you sync it up with madden and right. you export players to draft, draft into classes. the, you know. Yes, yes, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I used to do that. I'd get both games, and I would do the draft class. And then, you know, I'd, I'd have Vince Young get drafted and play in the NFL. I mean, I loved it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great it's coming back. I'm excited. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a hallmark of my, you know, not childhood, but certainly, you know, teenage and, and college years. Uh, playing that game, you know, all the time. And, uh, you know, it was it was the game that I would, you know, count down the days till it got released. Um, and I won many a national championship with Florida State or, or ASU or whoever. Um, it was a blast, uh, you know. And so I, I'm excited for it. I just hope they can do it right. I agree. Speaking of things to be excited for if they can do it right, let's transition to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah, okay, okay. We... We are now getting reports that they are circling early March. They are circling yeah. Atlanta and doing it. Now, I don't know that we need the All-Star game. I don't understand, and, and you can speak to this because I'm not as big of an NBA fan sure. as you, but we've in the NFL, the Pro Bowl, did you miss it? Right. Did, did you? Like, I we sure. named Pro Bowlers... <laughs> And I then did we not. did like a safe thing that was nominally the Pro Bowl related activities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did not. Now I will say, um, the Pro Bowl has never resonated with me all that much. Uh, you know, I've I've watched it at times. I'll admit, you know, um, but and it was fun when it was here. You know, a few years back, it was here before the Super Bowl, and that was a blast. Um, but it's never been that great. Now, the NBA All-Star Game, when I was a kid, was a must-see event. I mean, it, it, it really was. Now, lately, I feel less and less that way, as I think I do about every All-Star Game. I think it's the same with baseball. And I, and I think there's a lot of factors to that. For me, the biggest is just that, like, I can see all these guys all the time. Yeah, I that's, don't need the All Star game. Well, to I was see. gonna say that's the difference from our childhood to today. Yes, the All Star. Yes. You know, before you would see for baseball, you would see the Yankees and the Red Sox. You'd see the Dodgers and the Giants. Yes, and then you'd see the Cubs and the Braves on Superstations, and right, that and, right. and and if you wanted to see. You know, I was a fan of a terrible team. I was a Brewers fan in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would yeah. love watching the All-Star game to see my one Brewer to player take yep. one at bat or pitch yep. one inning. Exactly. No, I agree. And it just, I mean, I think if you go back even further to, you know, when our when our parents were kids, you know, the baseball All-Star game was a huge deal because there was no interleague play. If and, they didn't play in so, the World Series, you wouldn't see that right. pitcher face that hitter. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if, you know, I mean, like, you know, uh, our, our, our dads both grew up in the Midwest. I mean, you know, you might've seen 
the Cubs or, or the Tigers or whatever, but but you didn't see the Dodgers. You just didn't. And so you got to watch the All-Star game. It's like, oh, you know, that's, I mean, my dad loves the baseball All-Star game. Absolutely loves it. And for me, it's never been the can't-miss event that he believes it is. You know, and it's just generations, I think. Yeah. Um, I remember the basketball All-Star game being a really cool thing when I was a kid. First of all, it was always on Sunday afternoon, which I miss that. They've, they've moved it to a night game. I get it, but at the same time, it's not the same. Um, and it was just a huge deal. So I, I'm, I'm torn on this because, for one, the more, you know, the more we can get back on track to, to normal expectations, the happier I am. And so I was, I was kind of, you know, a part of me is like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And the other part of me does get De'Aaron Fox's point that, well, if we got to take all these precautions to play a regular season game, why are we putting together an exhibition game? Which is, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, and that, I think, I think that's the end of the argument for me because yeah, yeah. we're going to, we're fighting off outbreaks popping up on teams and having to reorganize schedules. And it's been, yeah. Pretty good. It's not bubble yeah. level good, but it's been pretty yeah. good. The Heat had yeah. a number of guys miss recently, I know. Right. But you know, so they okay. The storm from from a few weeks back, you know, it seems yeah. like they they've kind of settled in a little, which is good. But why take the risk when we if it's to see these guys play, they I watched Giannis play on ESPN last night. Right. I don't, you know. Right. Le- LeBron, Curry, they're on TV all the time. I don't need I to agree. And I so agree. then the I question mean, becomes, to me, well, okay, is it to give the rest of the guys a break or to get people their bonuses? And either of those can be resolved by just doing that. Name All-Stars and take a five-day break. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, yeah, you absolutely do that. Um, and Do you have to have the game? You know, I, I don't think you do. Um I mean, you don't. I, I should say this. You don't. It's not that I don't think you do. You don't have to have the game. Um, they don't stand, apparently, to make, a, you know, it's not a huge, like, part of the TV contract, I've heard, you know, from, from guys who know what they're talking about, NBA reporters. Uh, so it's not TV money. Um, I, You know, my thought is that, that, I mean, and maybe I'm naive about this, but maybe it is really just, you know, the players and the owners or Adam Silver or whatever thinking, hey, the more normal we can get to, the better. We're gonna we're gonna do our best to do what we would normally do, and what we would normally do is have an All Star game in midseason. Now, do you um, fear yeah. like? And this is, I think, Darren Fox's point as well. And if it's not, it's my point. Yeah. But do you fear that this attempt to say, "Well, this is what we would normally do. We're going to return to normalcy," is an uh, to me, uh, you got to weigh that against the risk of jeopardizing all these guys are flying to one place sure. and it's all the best sure. players. And if sure. there is an outbreak at that place, they're now going to go back and infect and all those half a dozen, games. you know, guys right. each. And then you've got the league having to take a hiatus for two weeks. Sure. I mean, obviously that's the disaster scenario is <laughs> you have, I mean, you end up with, you know, LeBron and, and Durant and Harden and Irving and Anthony Davis and, you know, Jason Tatum and Giannis and all these guys that have to miss, you know, one to two weeks because they're out, you know, because of contact tracing or whatever. And it's, yeah, I mean, that is the disaster. And one would think that there's, I mean, there are, I believe this, there are plenty of smart people in the NBA and they've accounted for that possibility and they're willing to take that risk, I guess. I mean, I, you know, like they're not dumb. They put together this, this incredible concept last year to get the season finished, which they deserve which was a ton great. of credit for. Yeah. It was. It was. And I and I gotta say, I, I give them a pat on the back for, for what they've done so far this season. Like it's tough, but they've they've known the reality that a bubble is just not possible to do for a full season. It, you know, nobody's gonna go along with it and they've they've waded through it. Was it what? a little bumpy a couple weeks ago? It was, but they seem to be coming out the other end of it, so I give them credit. But sure, it's a risk, no, no doubt about it. Well, and on the back half of that, and we maybe this is a point to transition to talking about the MLB, and, but when you look yeah. across the board at all of these, the, the one thing I will say is the leagues have stuck to their plan. When they have yeah. announced a plan, they've stuck to the plan, and that, while, while the individual results in times seemed unfair, you know, the Broncos having to play without a quarterback sure. or whatever, sure. everyone had rules that were followed. And that, to me, is critically important because 
the Broncos, everyone signed on to that deal, not knowing whose quarterback room it was going to happen to, but knowing that it could happen to your quarterback room or your running back room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it did. But the Saints had that in week week 17. You know, they had to play you know, old old Packer guy Ty Montgomery at running back because all their running backs were out. You know, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's. Um, I agree with you. I I am I respect. I mean, and we haven't quite reached the finish line of football, so I don't want to take a tremendous victory lap. But um, you know, the NFL's done a hell of a job. Uh, they they really have. It, you know, there were some. There were some bumps, as should be expected. If anybody expected, you know, 21 weeks of smooth sailing, they were fooling themselves. But to to get through this and play every single scheduled game and and the playoffs, it's it's unbelievable. And and um, you know, and I think the NBA has done a pretty good job. And I, you know, and we can we can transition to baseball. I know baseball took their slings and arrows, and many of them deserved. But what they were able to pull off last August, September, October was pretty good. You know, yeah, I mean, at the end the, of the day, they missed what two games? It was it was a little it was messy, but the, it was the, what the Cardinals missed two games that they were supposed to play right against yeah. the Marlins, I think, or something. Yeah, well, that the Marlins it. were the other team that was. That, yeah, 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 that had the had the big. You know, maybe it wasn't the maybe. No, it was the Tigers. It was the Tigers. I was thinking Marlins because the Marlins did finish. They yeah. finished the, the games. Now, did they have to bastardize it a little bit with the seven seven inning doubleheaders? Sure. And, you know, and if you want to argue, was that real baseball? Or I mean, that's a fair argument. Um, but they got there, and and I've said this to you for months now, since we were in the summer before sports came back. Like we knew for a while it was going to be a mess, and it was just a matter of navigating the mess or or giving up and quitting. And I and I'm glad that these leagues haven't done that. They've they've navigated the mess. It's been bumpy on all of their fronts. Um, and, and, you know, they've all had their challenges. Football had theirs with the Titans and the Browns and whatever. Um, the Broncos, you know, whole thing. Uh, basketball's had theirs now. Hockey's having theirs right now. Hockey's going through what basketball went through two weeks ago. Uh, you know, and it's just, it's it's the nature of the beast. You just got to, you got to navigate these troubled waters and get to the other side. Now, here's my problem with baseball. And, and maybe it's because the players' union in baseball is, is very strong a and has a yeah. terrible relationship with the terrible. league b terrible. because because yeah. in the nba yeah. the players union is very strong but there there's at least some sort of respect or trust with there's adam silver so it's agree. like all right well we're going to do a 76 game schedule all yeah. right well we what are you going to do if we miss time well we'll only schedule the first half of the year and we'll and we'll reserve the second half right. schedule to account for it right all right, well, what are we going to do about the Olympics? Well, some of you might not get to play in the Olympics. Oh, uh, we want to play in the Olympics. All right, well, we'll try to get the playoffs set in a way that, you know, only a couple teams will be playing right. where there's a conflict. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I agree. There's been a, I mean, going back to the bubble and, and the setup for the bubble, you know, there's been a good spirit of cooperation. And quite honestly, there really has in the NFL this year, too. Yeah. Which it's, it's kind of amazing given the friction that existed in the NFL not long ago. We don't have to go too far back to the past. That, you know, in the last, what, 14 months, they completed a new CBA a year ahead of time and then managed to navigate this with a lot of cooperation to the point today where D. Smith and Roger Goodell are on the same stage at the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's unheard of. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, been, you know they figured good. out the, the thing that has become clear is they the leagues that are operating with with commissioners and executives who can at least communicate yeah. with each other. You figure out roster issues, you figure out schedule problems, mm-hmm. and you figure mm-hmm. out a plan that everyone can get married to. And yep. what happened yep. with baseball, and as a ba- as somebody who loves baseball, it drives me bananas. Yeah. The the owners saying, "Okay, well, I know you don't want expanded playoffs, mm-hmm. and I know that you don't want to delay the start of the season, but how about we delay the start of the season and expand playoffs?" <laughs> so, what? <laughs> What yeah, is that? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, and this I mean, is one of those things where you know the players always, you know, everyone always gets mad at the players, but right. you know, although I think that narrative is changing now, where people are like, "Well, I don't agree with the players on a lot," but man, yeah, we're not yeah, even, I you know, we're not even close to a, a real deal when the players have drawn a couple lines in the sand and right. and to offer them the carrot of the DH, right. which the teams want too. 
The NL teams yeah. want a DH. Sure. So it's not really doing much for the players when they say, we'll give you the DH and we want to expand playoffs. And the players are like, yeah. we don't want to expand the playoffs. And I bet I don't want the DH. But if you ask me in five years, will there be universal DH? Yes, of course. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly shocked. And, and maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I didn't, you know, I didn't give enough credit to the, the level of animus that exists. But I mean, I remember last year when they put in the rules for last year, and I think you and I had this conversation, and I said, you know, I think we've we've maybe watched the last Major League Baseball game with a pitcher hitting, um, and I guess not. You know, looks like we're going to have it this year in the National League. Um, you know, I'm surprised by that, but, you know, I, I'm stealing this line. Tony Kornheiser said it on PTI this week. You know, it, it feels like, you know, the, the distrust between both sides is such that, you know, if the owners, you know, if the owner said, you know, we'll give you a steak dinner, the players would say, nope, we want chicken. Um, you know, like that's, that's, uh, like they could say anything and the players just aren't interested. And, and I'm not well, saying they're wrong. I'm not anti players. Well, don't, and, don't well, and I that. think, I think the players are actually a hundred percent right in this one because when you look at it and look, if somebody ever gave me an MLB job, I would denounce all of these views, but, <laughs> yeah. but the players are right on this because last year, Spring training, coronavirus hits, players sign a deal saying, look, you're guaranteeing this minimum amount of money that we're getting, and in exchange, we're willing to let you decide how many games we play to a certain point. And then the players said, we're ready to come back and play, and the owner said... what, June? Yeah. Well, they were ready to come back Memorial Day, is what they said. Right, right, that's right. And then then it was like, the owners were saying, well... What if we aim for July 4th? And the players are like, okay, so July 4th? And the owners are like, no, what if we aim for July 4th, but start <laughs> August 1st? In August, right, right, you know? yeah, yeah. And so no, finally, and then, and then it basically became exactly what the players, you know, not feared, but the players just said, we have a contract, you have to pay yeah. us, we're ready to come play, you're telling us you don't want us to play, so we're not going to do anything but honor the contract. And when right. you order us back, we'll come back. And so they got ordered back August 1st for games. For 60 games, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and and it seems like that was the big, I mean, you probably followed a little closer than me, but that, that I guess, was the big bone of contention with this proposal was their, their proposal was, you know, 154 games, but we'll pay you for 162, which on the surface sounds great, but with no real accounting for what happens if games get canceled. Yeah. And... I mean, look, it's a near certainty games are going to get canceled slash postponed. I mean, at least early on. It just is. We, we, You know, again, we saw with the NFL, they didn't cancel any, but they had to maneuver basketball. Certain, and, and when you're playing every day, the NFL had the benefit of being able to move a game to a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, you know, basketball doesn't play every day, so they can, they can shake things up a little in the second half and fit games in, play some more back-to-back, things like that. Um, you know, baseball's tough. I mean, you got a you got a schedule that was made, what last September came yeah. out. You know, and and you were going to play this schedule, which means teams are playing six or seven days a week on that. You know, and so you're going to have postponements. It's just a cinch. And so, with without a, some acknowledgement of hey, how are we going to handle this? And are you going to take money from us? You know, if you have to cancel games and we end up playing 130 each. You know, I, I can see why there'd be some distrust. Yeah. Well, the other part to me that's crazy is the NFL, it wasn't, like, the best plan. But the NFL said, hey, your week two opponent, you're going to have a common buy with. Because we right. think that in the first week we could play games, then everyone will get sick, so we'll have to screw up week two. <laughs> and right. They, there was, they, I mean, they did build in things. Yeah. Didn't they kind of build in, like, there was no... There were no division matchups in the first like two or three weeks, right? Or very yeah. few, so that they could, if they had to just cancel a couple weeks at the beginning, you know, they just move. I know, I I think I read, or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was all division to start the year, wasn't it? That the week one was all division matchups, yeah. And so they could just move it to the end, and now they didn't end up having to, but you know, it was and so that yeah, they. I mean, I think the NFL. Like I, I read this week, I didn't read the whole story because it got into a lot of medical stuff that I don't quite grasp, but. You know, the, the CDC apparently is, you know, using the NFL as an example for, you know, workplaces on how to open and, and things they learned from the NFL. And I'm like, wow, 
have things turned around or what? Six months ago, they, everybody was ready to kick the NFL when they were down, and, and they, they navigated pretty darn well. Yeah, well, and this is the part about the MLB putting out their schedule, you know, six months in right. advance. As a fan, in normal circumstances, sure, I'd I love, love that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But doing it now when it's like, okay, well, what what safeguards did you build in? Or did you set, like, besides the all-star break, did you set aside right. any time where you're like, hey, every team is getting an off day on this day so in, in each month? Yeah, so that I don't think if you so. need to make, of course not. And they I don't didn't think do they it. Did. And they no. could have. They could have no. said to the schedule makers, hey, uh, the 28th of every month needs to just be a dead day so that yeah. we can play matchups in that yeah. spot based yeah. on games yeah. that were canceled and play seven inning double headers. No, they didn't do anything. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I'm curious if that seven inning, I know they didn't agree to it yet, but, you know, the seven inning double header thing was agreed to after the season started last year in order to make up games. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening again. Yeah. Um, if there is, especially if there are, you know, as I think you have to expect, uh, you know, some, some bumps in the road in April. I mean, I just, I think it's a cinch. Um, you know, if you're, you know, I'd love, I'd love to be Pollyanna and think that, you know, we're going to be able to play every single game as scheduled, but I don't think we're there yet by April. Um, you know, so I would think they might have to have an emergency sort of negotiating on that to make everybody happy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just there's there's a tremendous level of of uh, animus between the two parties, and I mean, I think you know there's there's going to be a season this year. Might have some twists and turns, but we ought to enjoy it because I don't know how good things look for 2022 when there's a you know potential work stoppage. Yeah, that's my fear is that you're going to have three incomplete baseball seasons baseball seasons i agree i i, I was texting with with the you know another friend of mine on, on uh, a couple of days ago and said you know i think the next normal spring training we get might be 2023 because we're not going to have it this year we're not going to have you know the regular crowds and all of that we didn't have it last year we had it for about two weeks then it ended and i'm not sure there's going to be anything going on next march yeah it's it's sad the disarray. But since we can't yeah. figure out how to put someone in the Hall of Fame, we might as well not figure out how to put them on the field at all. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now I, I know. I mean, to be fair, that's not that's not necessarily on MLB, but it does it does uh, kind of go along with it. Yeah. The, the you know boy that Hall of Fame. We spent a lot of time talking about that class, and I know we talked about a lot of guys who we knew we're not going to get in this year, and there's still newsworthy jumps in votes or drops in votes in a couple cases. But uh, a lot of buildup to say, well, no one's getting in. Sorry. But come back for last year's class. Yeah. Well, the four-hour telecast on MLB Network. Was really excessive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, you got to know there's going to be a punchline yeah. at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, do that last year for Jeter or for yes. Maddox. Yeah, yes. when you know, like when when there's no doubt that that someone's going to you're going to get somebody in. Yes, yes. I mean, that's one of those like they had to be able to read the tea leaves just like you and I were. We, I mean, a lot of people were expecting that to be the end result as as the votes started to come in that no one was going to get the required seventy five percent. So maybe maybe alter your schedule that day. Maybe put on a classic game from one to four, and then just have the announcement from four to five. Spend the hour having uh, what's his face go through his ballot, uh, yes. you know, and that's yeah. it. Talk about right. those guys. Discuss who's left off, who was in. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, again, I know they, you know, it's it's newsworthy. You know, Scott Rowland made a jump that, you know, from what I've read, it's like, yeah. oh well, he'll probably get in, you know, eventually. And him and Helton uh, you know, both seem comfortably yeah, on right. track now. Right, which I'm much more on on board with Helton. Uh, but, but I, I mean, I'm not anti one. I just, I don't know. I feel like with the Baseball Hall of Fame, we've we've uh, made it so that the the four star player, to use football recruiting terminology, has has become the five star player because too many of the five star players we won't put in because they were called the steroids. Yeah, I agree. You know, like I mean, we're building guys up that were really good. Scott Rowland, really good. Todd Helton, really good. Um, you know, Omar Vizquel, really good, you know, but gosh, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around the fact that people vote for those guys and they don't vote for Barry Bonds. I just, I cannot reconcile that. I get, well, I know what their reasons are, but they don't make sense to me. 
Well, last week's podcast was great on this topic because next year is A-Rod's first year. I know. And David Ortiz, too, right? And and Ortiz doesn't ha- – A-Rod is the, is the worst because A-Rod oh, caught sure. multiple sure. times. Or, yes. Ortiz denies that it was him. It right. was, if it was him, it was supposed to be a secret. It was supposed to be batch testing, and you weren't supposed right. to know any names. And right. he never tested positive when they when they were testing. When they had testing. No, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, but no the point, doubt, A-Rod is the hot yeah. button, for well, sure. The point they made is, A-Rod is exactly the same argument as Bonds in terms of, if you assume he didn't use steroids until Texas, his sure. career trajectory was a Hall of Fame-worthy player. Hall of Fame level, right, right. And... So what you're looking at, though, is if you won't vote for Bonds, you won't vote for A-Rod. But A-Rod's going to get over the 5% threshold to stay on the ballot, which means you're looking at 19 years of Bonds and A-Rod on the ballot every year and not getting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, A-Rod's going to be a a fascinating one because – yeah, I mean, it's like it's almost like Barry Bonds, but times three or four because you you know he's he admitted to using steroids. Then he got caught again uh, and got suspended for an entire year. But what A Rod has done that Barry Bonds hasn't is rehab his image. Oh his, yeah, his his image is much different now than it was six seven years ago when he was an active player. Is that enough? I don't know if it is. Um, you know, but he's, because it's like, if the voting was done by, you know, just general media, you know, news media and entertainment media, he'd get in. Everybody loves a Rod. Well, and, and the other piece of that, which I, this is one of those things where this is wonky. I'm admitting this is a little too wonky, but when you look at the numbers of new voters for the baseball hall of fame, Bonds and Clemens would get in. True. Well, True. by the time A Rod's done in eleven years from now, how many voters turn over does A Rod right. get in? Right. He might. He might. And if he does, then does that get Bonds and Clemens a better chance to get in through one of the committees? I mean, this is their last year coming up in the vote. It doesn't appear they're going to get in that way. And and I know the general thought is that you know, well, the the veterans committees or whatever they call them now. They don't have much of a chance because that's former players and managers. And uh, but but if A Rod gets in, doesn't that change the narrative? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like well now we we might as well just put in Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens because you know uh, we can't we can't say well if you were you know associated with steroids you're not all in favor because I mean no one is more associated with steroids than Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's it's you know it's in the first line of his biography. Well, and you can put it on the stupid plaque the the other thing the other argument i heard which i will never happen because they use uh, i'm stealing this it's from joe posnanski i think but it's from one of the voters they Mm -hmm. use the baseball writers association as a shield and they put everyone on the ballot and then say okay you decide and it's like well you're the ones who put the clause in that that has morality as one of the things that you have to factor in Exactly. So, so yeah. why don't you, Baseball Hall of Fame, before you send out the ballots, you eliminate guys who you don't think qualify? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I, you know, and I, I think I think we've had this discussion. I, I know I've I've had it in general. You know, one of the things I think that gets us, and I and I read somebody on the Athletic even said it. I can't remember which writer, but you know, went through his ballot and said that I think it was Schilling, but he might have mentioned Bonds and Clemens too. That he wasn't voting for them because he just couldn't see himself, you know, watching them have this moment of triumph and give their speech. And that's the thing. We've turned the Hall of Fame into like a canonization ceremony. You know, the, the, the induction is just supposed to be a feel good, uh, warm and fuzzy, celebrate everything that's right with the sport. And it, it doesn't have to be that. I don't think it should be. Um, you know, Barry Bonds, probably not that great of a guy. Roger Clemens, probably not that great of a guy, but they're great baseball players. Well, and, and Terrell and, Owens ha, has sort of right. demystified that that whole notion. The induction, yes, yes. I mean, you know, but I, I just think but in, everyone certainly hates in football that. and baseball, maybe more so basketball Hall of Fame doesn't, doesn't garner as much attention, but football and baseball do. They're always in the summer when there's not much in the way of, you know, sports going on. They're, they're romanticized, and we have these long ceremonies, and, and the crowds are huge, and, and it's like, you know, it's supposed to bring tears to your eyes to see, you know, 
uh, Ken Griffey Jr. get in the Hall of Fame, and that's awesome. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this August when Peyton Manning gets in the Hall of Fame. Um, but but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be just a celebration of them as you know saintly figures. Uh, you know they're humans. They just happen to be great at their sport. Uh, every one of them has done things that I'm sure they regret or wish they hadn't done or, you know, whatever. And um, I just that's why the character aspect really gnaws at me, because I don't think baseball writers, fans, whatever, should be in the position of judging someone's character because we get it wrong a lot. I mean, yeah. we, we, we know that. We see it all the time. You know, some story comes out. It's like, wow, we all thought he was a great guy. Turns out he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like it's just it's a it's a bad bad idea as far as I'm concerned. Um, I agree. I have, I have no response. That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Well, it's not perfect to some. I know some, some disagree and that's, Hey, that's the, that's the beauty of the world we live in is that you can disagree. But, uh, I just think it's, you know, it's just a hard one to get to. I mean, I, you know, I know Schilling is a, is a real hot button for a lot of people. I get it. And I'm not a big Schilling fan personally. But, you know, it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, I mean, it, it just it's a hard one for me, and I, I just would rather not have to draw the line at all. Well, speaking of hard decisions, Matt, it's our final football picks of the 2020 yes, season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We've made it. I, uh, you know, the reason why I haven't gotten a haircut, by the way, is the Chiefs barber situation. Same reason for me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was... Uh... Boy, what a mess that could have been. They're, they're, they're lucky. Uh, you know, that could have really blown up into something. But, uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, what, 72 hours? The game will be on, and and then there won't be any more real football played until the end of August. Uh, college football returns, I guess. So, you know, we're about to enter our dry season for football. But, hey, it was, it was an interesting campaign, but we made it to the finish line. We got a college champ, and we're going to have an NFL champ, and pretty good. I think that this season was not quite like the Dodgers or the Lakers or the Lightning winning, where it's a question of, wow, they really overcame a lot of things that were different. Because for these two teams, things were a pretty typical season, right down to Brady cheating in the offseason by having those workouts that he wasn't allowed to have. (laughs) That's right. He's always he's always finding a way around the rules. It seems like, yeah. 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 Hey, we're but, not uh, supposed to get together, and we're not supposed to practice, right. and we're not supposed to. Oh, I was just at this high school, we're and gonna... a bunch of guys from the team also all showed up at this right. high school. Weird. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. But uh, that's that's Tommy for you. But no, you're right. I mean, it's it's been, and, and again, that's that's the thing that's the most amazing is. I mean, it's been a full season. Like a, a whole lot of folks didn't think this was possible, uh, and and I think if you'd survey, I was people one of them. I thought it was a terrible ago, idea. I, yeah, I mean, you know, and and uh, and and you know, I mean, I thought I thought they could do it. I didn't know how smooth it would go. And again, there were bumps. Certainly, the whole you know Titans and having to play on Wednesday night, and uh, and then what the Ravens and they had to move that game to Tuesday. And but all in all, man, I you know. They played 256 regular season games, and I would I would venture from memory that 240 at least were played exactly as scheduled. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, given given what's gone on in the U.S. at the exact same time, because it's not like they've had their season, you know, after things have slowed down. Uh, it's been hot and heavy, and and for them to uh, to make it through like this is, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about commissioners. Like, I'm not the biggest Roger Goodell fan, never have been. He's been criticized a ton and appropriately. Got to pat him on the back some. I mean, if you're going to rip him when things go bad, you got to give him credit when, when they pull something off like this. Yeah, agreed. Uh, in terms of picks, I'm taking the Chiefs because I'm angry and bitter, <laughs> but also because I think they are the better team. I do, too. I, I do, too. I mean, it. You know, their defense worries me because they're just not reliably good. Like, they were really good against the Bills. You know, they, they were. That, that was a game that even when they were down 9 nothing, and, and then they scored, it was like, you know, this game is theirs. You know, they're, they're going to win this game. They just felt in control. Um, but their defense, it has some hole, holes in it, it seems like. 
but it just they they have that feel of inevitability on offense. Like like if it's whether it's fourteen ten or thirty seven thirty four, if they're down and they have the ball, they're gonna find a way to score a touchdown late that wins them the game. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, they just—it just feels like there's uh, when they want to, like the only way they get stopped is like on their own. They have a couple turnovers. They have a you know drive-killing penalty or something like that. But, but like if they if they stay on schedule, as they say, there's no way to stop them. It feels like. Well, because they are more balanced as a team offensively than I think anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, they'll, you want to you want to run, or you want to you you want to stop the run? Fine, but Fine. now we've got our you know all pro tight end and right. fastest receiver in the league, fastest receiver in the game, and and and, and, then a and also other probably like they're they're like Hopi High School in cross country. It's the fastest, but also the second, third, and fourth yes. fastest receiver. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say like so you could you, if you can design a defense that takes away Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which is really hard. They still have. Sammy Watkins, when he's on the field, which is only half the time, but apparently he's going to play in the Super Bowl. They have Nicole Hardman. They have Demarcus Robinson. I mean, and and then they have Mahomes, who just like he has this incredible knack to get away from pressure, extend a play, run for a first down if he has to. They don't design runs for him, but like you know, he can he can run around. He's like Fran Tarkenton. Like he can run around, and then he ends up getting ten yards when it looks like he's going to lose fifteen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like. I was rooting for the Bills, not because I don't like the Chiefs, but I just I kind of like the Josh Allen story, and I like you know it would have been cool to see the Bills make Super Bowl, and 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 watching that game, it just felt like you know you're you're swimming upstream rooting against them, like you know they're just they're gonna find a way. So, all that said, this means Tampa Bay is gonna win, and Brady's gonna win, and. Blah, blah, blah. I was just going to say, so Brady's going to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> We're going to have to see Gronk without his shirt at midfield. Uh, God, I really hope not. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's just like, whatever. I mean, I, I, I don't uh, – how do I put this? I don't like Brady, but the fact that he's not with the Patriots anymore, I don't have that same level of, like, desperate anger. I want him to lose. But, it, you know, like, the Patriots also did it. It was a combination of everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, more, I'm more resigned to it now, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, when they won the – when they beat the Saints, I was just kind of like, whatever. You know, I wasn't happy, but it's like, yeah, this is, this is what he does. He finds ways to win games. He gets, you know, three turnovers that give him the ball inside, you know, their territory three times. They score three touchdowns, and everybody talks about how great Brady is. And, ignores the fact that his defense set him up and you know but that's nature of the beast yeah i mean who else could throw three second half interceptions in a conference championship game and be lauded as some type of hero for winning the game i i think that he's a a hall of famer and he's a gamer i think that we've gotten a little bit too far on the limb of what a winner, what a gamer. He's the greatest. He's the greatest winner of all time. Agreed. But in any given situation of a game, other than maybe a quarterback sneak, I'm not sure I'd pick him at any time in his career as the guy. I agree. I mean, you know, and I know this, I I mean, look, I know this is going to sound like a homer and I guess it probably is. I still think Peyton Manning was a better quarterback. That's just I, the way it is. He didn't win as many championships, but that's what I think. Well, I I'm the same. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is a much better quarterback. I, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than him. I mean, I I would agree. Like he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's and he and his team have won six Super Bowls, and that's amazing. And I'm not taking, but you know, we we do like the the obsession that we have in football for quarterbacks for awarding yeah. team accomplishments to individuals well, do you think is insane. It's like, do you think that Rams game is uh, right. Is him? No, I, no, you know. not at all. He led his offense to one touchdown. The first Ram game, <laughs> back in, in, you know, what, 36. Yeah. One touchdown. Like, I mean, okay. He, you know, yes, he led the drive there, you know, when they were tied, and he took him down the field, and then Benetary kicked the field goal, and 
but yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, let's let's not go crazy with this. Like, he carried the Patriots, or he won. He won those championships. No, he didn't win. He's got rings from teams that won, and that's the same with Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning didn't didn't win two Super Bowls on his own. He won Cer- two Super Bowls with teams. Certainly not that he, second one. Certainly not the second one. I mean, Peyton Manning was better in years that they didn't win the Super Bowl. With, without a doubt. I mean, Peyton Manning in 04, 03, 13, he was unbelievable those years. But the team around him wasn't quite as good, and they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, like that's well, And I can do that, you know, Rogers' best year was the yes. 2011 season after they yes. won the Super Bowl. He was the most, yeah. it was the most dominating performance I've ever seen. And yeah. the team got bounced by the Giants. Yeah. And this year might be his second best year. Yeah. I mean, he, he was amazing this year, you know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not all about the individual. I mean, hell, Brady's best year was 07. They didn't win the Super Bowl. So it's not an individual accomplishment. Um, but, you know, that's what we do. It's, you know, it, it, Dan Marino is lesser because he didn't win a Super Bowl. Well, he didn't play on that many great teams. Uh, I mean, if Dan Marino played for the 89ers, the 80s, you know, 49ers, he, he probably would have won two or three or four rings just like Montana. But he didn't. You know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. If- and we don't do it for any other position. That's always the thing that boggles my mind. Like, no one, no one, except maybe the most diehard of diehard Dallas fans, argues that Emmett Smith is better than Barry Sanders because he won three Super Bowls. Yeah. I was, uh, I was thinking a similar analogy you know, no one argues that Trent Dilfer <laughs> with his one yeah, is right. better than Jim Kelly with his four appearances and none. With his four appearances, right, right, yeah. I know, I mean, and they shouldn't. Um, but, it, we, you know, it's like, I don't know, and we do it in basketball, too. With, with uh, Now, basketball, I suppose it's a little more fair, a little bit, because a basketball player can impact all areas of the game. Yeah. You know, Jordan it was great on offense, he was great on defense. Uh, you know, LeBron is great on offense. He's great on, you know, so he's on the floor and that guy can impact everything. And there's only five guys on the floor at a time. Yeah. But I mean, well, you know, a great. It's almost ahead. like, it, you know, a similar thing. It'd be like talking about an AL pitcher and yeah. saying, wow, he let his team. It's like, he doesn't even hit. He doesn't right. play half the game. Right. Exactly. And that's, I mean, so, so Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls, but the years he didn't win. You know, I mean, I think I think I read somewhere that four times in the playoffs, he had they had a lead with less than two minutes to go, and they ended up losing because the you know the other team came back to score. Like that didn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. But then it gets you know, oh well, man, you know, they lost. You know, it's like, well, okay. I mean, twice against the Chargers, once against the Jets with Sanchez. I mean, I can remember the game like you know the Dolphins early in his career. Those were games that, like, you know, he, he left with the lead, and then they lost. And, like, okay. I mean, that's – but it's a team sport. He didn't play defense. Neither does Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, is it is – it, does Brady get the credit for, you know, uh, the comeback against the Falcons? Yeah, he played great, but Edelman also had that unbelievable catch that should have been an interception that would have ended the game. Uh, they forced the fumble on Matt Ryan. They knocked him out of field goal range, and they were inside the 25, up by eight. Like, Tom Brady didn't have anything to do with any of those plays. Yeah, well, and you can go the other way. If, uh, you know, the tuck rule goes the other way, that's one less Super yes. Bowl. You know? Oh, man. The tuck <laughs> rule, to me, like, when we did our what-ifs, I don't know. Did we talk about that one? We should have. We should have. I don't know that we did. It's, but a, yeah. it's an immense what-if, because if they lose that game, that's his first playoff game. Isn't there a temptation to go back to Drew Bledsoe the next year? Yeah. That's... I mean, you know, they were at home and they didn't play well. And I know it was a snowstorm and all that, but can't you just imagine the reaction would have been, well, that guy was a nice story, but he can't get it done when it matters. They lost at home, as, you know, after a first-round bye. Um, you know, you got a $100 million quarterback with Drew Bledsoe. You got to go back to him. And and maybe, maybe God, you know, in a in an ideal world, maybe that's the end of Tom Brady as a starter. That's a world I want to live in. One can only dream. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and that that rule was such a sham. Hey. Such a sham. Here's I'll the thing: never forget that game in the multiverse. There's a Matt story somewhere who doesn't even yeah. have any of these Peyton Manning, Tom Brady <laughs> feelings because Tom Brady was a one and done. 
Tom Brady was no Matt Tom Castle Brady. before Matt yes. Castle. Yes. yes, he was the. Uh, you know, remember when remember when that guy took over for Bledsoe for a few games and they got to the playoffs and then they lost to the Raiders? Like, yeah, what happened to him? I don't know. He must be a backup somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, it really is, uh, and and it really. I mean, I remember watching that game. My parents and I were in Albuquerque at a hotel watching that game, and and I was sure that it was a fumble. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. seeing the replay and thinking, "Fumble, of course, game over." And then they start talking about this inane rule. And I'm like, "What?" I mean, I, I'll I'll never forget it. Like, no, no, that's not mm-hmm. a pass. It's still not. And now they've changed the rule, and it's not. Well, I think we've now covered a myriad of topics. I think, I think we we've done think what we, we were supposed See, to do. I mean, what, so. what else can we talk about? Hockey, boxing, <laughs> horse racing. I don't know, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, we've 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 run the gamut of at least the major sports today. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that's where we're gonna leave it. We'll be back to talk about how the Super Bowl ended. Hopefully, with a yep. Chiefs win, we're gonna talk about yep, how uh, you know ASU basketball bounced back from their third or fourth COVID break. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And, At least we've got a couple wins going into this one, though. That's something, I guess. And and then we'll we'll move on and talk about spring football, and it'll all continue over. That's right. And we gotta we got to make up for lost time. We need to do a mega huge extravaganza NCAA basketball tournament preview this year. We're going we're gonna to nail it, I think, for the 300th. I, yes. I, we're okay, gonna. Man, I'm gonna manipulate perfect. the numbers if I have to for us to get there. We might <laughs> well, be doing 299A B before we get fine. to 300. That's but fine. yeah, we won't plan it too much though, because we tried that last year, and God Almighty, look what happened. Yeah. So you know, we'll just we'll just let the chips fall. All right. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast. <laughs>